Welcome to Colors and Cocktails. This is Amanda. And this is Vanessa. It's Monday, June 29th. And now summer is finally here. Yes. Officially. Officially. So I want to, you know, just jump right in and apologize for the long delay since our last episode. We have Um, had a, a little break here. Yes, we took a summer vacation, you could say, mm-hmm. from recording and from from life. <laughs> <I wish. laughs> kind of. We, we kind of did. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, my family went down to the beach for a week, and then halfway through... We joined. The, yeah, Vanessa's family joined, so... And it was really cool. Yes, and it was so we really had a, lovely. Had a nice time at the beach. And I wish I was there again. Me too. Right now. Me too. Now, I remember one of the things that we've discussed before briefly, and you demonstrated to me, you do not knit at the beach. Mm -mm. You just will not? Mm -mm. Hmm. It's not so much I will not, it's... Because the last, I think, three years that I've taken a vacation down at the beach, I've gone with just me and it's just been me and Evelyn Mm -hmm. so there is no time to knit when you're the only parent on vacation duty yeah with a five-year-old that makes sense yeah so the first year I went I think she was she was four so four five and six no Mm -hmm. three four five that those were the years that I went that's how old she was three four and five so yeah she could swim at all these ages but I couldn't just, oh, yeah, sure, just play in the pool. I'm going to knit and not, you know. Right. Mm -mm. I tried it the first year I went down with her, and I think I got a row in on whatever (laughs) I was working on. And, of course, in the evenings, once you sleep, you're just too tired when we went out for the Exactly. I generally fell asleep, like, we fell asleep on the couch at one point together. You know, it was just, so I got out of the habit, and so now it's just kind of a rule. I brought some things to knit on the way down, but... In the car, but a lot of times that doesn't work for me. Yeah. Because I get engaged in conversation. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to follow a conversation sometimes when you're trying to knit and not get car sick at the same time. Oh, yeah. I don't have the car sick issue at all. I I didn't until the last couple years. And now it's like I have to be really picky on what I take in the car. I can't knit anything where I have to look at it for any you know, any length of time. So it needs to be stuck in it in the round. Yep, pretty much. So that was socks, and I didn't have any cast on. So I cast them on Which is hard the... to believe. I... I'm not a sock knitter, no. really and truly. Deep down, I'm not a sock knitter. Yeah. I'll get on, like, a little kick, and I'll knit a bunch of socks, and then it'll wear off, and I'm done for a while. Okay. Which is what happened... Not too long ago. I'm not one that always needs a pair of socks. I am. I'm officially a sock knitter, I think. Yes, you are. I enjoy sock knitting, don't get me wrong. But it's not... I don't always have to have socks going. It doesn't hurt my heart if there aren't any socks on my needles. It's not even really having the socks done. It's just that as a knitting project, it has enough changes. You're not working on they're they're very convenient yeah, for travel knitting. travel there's so many good things mm-hmm. about them no uh, they are they're great and i try to have something like started right to go but i just didn't and we didn't have any of our sock yarn dyed that's the big 
the big hurdle for me right now. I have sock yarn in my stash. I don't oh, I do too. want to go near it because I want to knit my yarn. Absolutely. And I think that's what's going on with a lot of my projects. I agree. Especially the ones that you have, you helped me pull out of the mess. Mm-hmm. You know, that you helped me find. And I, I am tempted to frog all of them. Oh, goodness. Don't go crazy now. No, I'm not going to go crazy. But a lot of them, I think I am just going to frog. Yeah. Especially if they're in the first third of the project. Because it's been long enough for most of those that pff, I don't and really care anyhow. That, those hours or that emotion. Yeah, that I don't even know now. You invested. Like, yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I'll have almost all my needles back. Oh, that'll be nice. Yeah, because... You can lay like them all I, out and really kind of pair them yeah, down. Yeah, I need to do that. I think this out. week... Yeah, this week I'm going to go through all my needles and see what exactly I have. Mm-hmm. Because right now, I mean, I have one of those... Um, what's it called? Mm. Needle... Needle organizers yes. from Namaste. It's okay. like a file folder, kind of an accordion oh, yes. type thing, mm-hmm. but it holds needles. That thing is jammed full, like I can't even really shut it. And I have like a library tote bag filled. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Vanessa's seen that. I saw that. Plus, I have. It was kind of amazing. A full set of Addy Clicks, a full set of Knit Picks, the wood ones, whatever those are. With the Um, the kind of rainbow ones, not the Neptune ones. The original. No, not the, the original. Right. I have. One and a half full sets of Hayahayas. So two small and one large. And then I have my three signature needles. Nice. Yeah, you have a you have the the sort of I have the needles. The range, yeah. Mm -hmm. I have I love my signatures and yet I'm lately just so much happier with the Chago cables. Oh really? That I'm almost like they're almost the signatures they have a lot of memory. They do. A little more than I wish. Mm-hmm. Me too. I think if I get another signature anything, I think I may splurge and get a set of five DPN. Oh, I've been thinking the same thing. I, I think DPNs need to be revisited in my world. I think I'm ready. Every now and then, I, I do I'm a like big girl. I can, I can pick it up. I can find it. Yeah, I see, I have trouble... I don't know if I've talked about this before, but I like working on DPNs when I'm doing color work mm-hmm. in the round on either like a, I haven't done it on socks, but I've done it on mittens. Uh, and, yeah. But, you know, so the, so I would assume I'd like it on gloves as well. I mean, socks I, as well. I think too, now that I'm a more experienced knitter, I'm not as paranoid about stitches falling off my needles. Oh, yeah. It happens, yeah, yeah, and I'm yeah. like, yeah, whatever. I can pick it whatever. up and figure it out. Yeah. It's just not one of those, like, oh, I'm going to have a heart attack. You know, I, yeah. I used to have that, oh, no, I won't recover. You know, I'll have to yeah, frog it yeah. all the way back to the beginning now. <laughs> yeah, because I've tried color work in the round mm. on Magic Loop. Yeah. Yeah, and where your the two sides where you have your, your two needle you know, either the loop at one end and the needles at the other. That point, mm-hmm. that changing point. Yeah, it's very extreme when it comes to the the magic loop mm-hmm. or two circulars. I see. So it's just a lot more natural on the DPNs. I think so because I think you may be right about that too. On my, <clears throat> I mean, I always I see what you're I've, talking about. <clears throat> it's only with my floats. Okay. 
that that change right there to me because your project when you knit to me when you knit magic loop uh-huh. your project seems flattened yes you are knitting a, a tube but it seems like you know a collapsed tube so that it's flat it's a front and a back it's a front yeah and it's a, a front and a back instead of a full circle yes i agree so when you do floats right there at that change i find it's very i pull and I don't mean to, and I can try and, you know, leave a lot of, but it's, it never works. Because I either overdo it or I underdo it, so I either get really big, loose stitches. Yeah. So I find doing it on DPNs just a little, because you really have a 3D, you know. And the signature DPNs are going to be delicious, of course, yes. and you don't have the cable to think about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I and I can eventually use them, you know, if I get a one one or two, you know, size, I can use it for swatching or other things. Just it's cause. not just because, you know, eye so cords. Pretty. Yeah, I mean, with a needle that nice, yeah, you know, you're going to use them for more than just, ooh, my color work needles. Mm-hmm. No, you're going to use them for a lot of things. Definitely. Anytime you want to knit a pair of socks, mm-hmm. the old-fashioned way. And it, it looks pretty impressive, I have to say, to the outsider who walks oh, up. Oh, yeah. I mean, socks always look kind of impressive to people who don't know what's going on, but all those little things sticking out like a porcupine. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, wow, this is complicated. Yes. I'll never forget the first time I saw it. I went into a, my local yarn shop, and there was a lady there, and I don't know who she was because I have no memory for faces, but yeah, I saw that, and I was like, what are you doing oh my god <laughs> i about fell out i was so intrigued and that's thought i'll never be able to do that <laughs> but yeah here i am like right now knitting a sock one's in my hand right now so yeah. i'm gonna tell you what's on my needles i am knitting the shelves on shelves it's a free pattern on ravelry and shell like shell shelly 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 no, shell like bookshelves Sorry, shelves. I did not enunciate. Shelves. Yes. Shelves on shelves? Yes. So if you just, in the pa- in the pattern search in mm-hmm. Ravelry, just put in the word shelves. It's the only one with oh, the word okay. shelves in the name. Shelves, like bookshelves. So it, um, the reason I'm knitting this is because Cassandra... Upon shelves. Shelves upon. upon. Oh, not on. Upon. Okay, so sorry. Shelves upon shelves. Shelves upon By shelves. Erica Lueder. Mm-hmm. And um, it's it uses a um, the the sample pictures use a highly variegated yarn, and Cassandra was knitting this in a striped yarn that she had, and I was like, "What is that? That's that's kind of cool looking." And I thought, the next time I'm gonna just try out some ver- yarn I don't know what to do with. I'm gonna do this. So I am using some of my stitches yarn, the Buffalo. Mm. With all that stuff. And it looks cool. I'm very pleased. Hmm, maybe, I don't know. I don't know what we're going to do with that. I, you still have your buffalo and you still pull, you pulled it out, right? I pulled out the socks because yeah. I definitely didn't like that. And I have a little, that, that little shawl I was working on. Yeah. And I'm not liking it either. Mostly because I don't want to knit with other people's yarn. Anymore. I know that's the thing, and I still have that moment here. Like I don't want to knit with this yarn in particular. It is super squishy, and I like it, but I still want to be doing this with my colors because I want to yeah. see how mine look. But I think that now that I know the pattern too, it's um sixty stitches, and I think I need sixty four. 
I know I need 64. I got fat ankles and fat, like, <laughs> big toe box. Yeah. That ain't gonna fit around my feet. <laughs> and also, on the top of the foot, I'm not doing the pattern. I'm doing the straight yeah. knitting because it just is gonna annoy me. So Yeah, I'm not a big fan. I mean, they look amazing when you carry the pattern all the way down the top of the foot. Yeah. But they're uncomfortable. Yeah. Uncomfortable to wear. Well, especially with the strap across my Mary Janes, which I generally have on. Yeah. I mean, I guess I could find some cute ballet flats to wear mm. with my... There's no such thing as cute ballet flats in my world. They hurt. <laughs> They're flat. They're just like, I'm wearing a piece of cardboard on the bottom of my foot. That's how much art support is in those things. Okay, just... I don't mean like flat, flat. Oh, okay. Like, I mean, jeez, ballet flats. <laughs> it's just kind of a shape. They can have little heels. Okay. They can have kitten heels and stuff. Yeah. It's just not like high heeled or any stuff. It's a flat right. shoe, but not. And it works it's well ergonomic. with socks. It can work with yeah. socks nicely. Yeah, because, you know, you want that kind of yeah. open foot. But anyhow. Well, what I like too with this is that it's, it's pretty simple and straightforward, but I do like mm -hmm. the other um, patterns that she has. Like, she has a Petunia Dursley and a, um, oh, all the names are very... Harry Potter. Very Harry Potter, but she has, like, well, a lot of just... Family. Oh, she has Sassanac. Yeah, Sassanac. Armour. Sassanac. <laughs> so, as Gamekeeper we know, from, rap. from a... Oh, what is it? Not Outlander. Oh, Outlander. Is it? Yeah, okay. Yeah, the Outlander. So it's series. kind of fun. She's having a good time with that. Mm-hmm. But uh, her, uh, what I did like about it too was her icon. I don't know if you saw her page, but her little icon is her mining. It's like, so you've never even heard of Gage? Yes. <laughs> it's just That's so perfectly cute. Hermione. Yeah. I love that. So I think And for the record, some... I have not read the outlander or watch the show ah, okay. but and i i know but enough you know people enough who have so and oh everybody in like the knitting group yeah has read those yeah okay a lot of the ladies they like it so oh yeah and also she's got dracula so she's got mina and jonathan and van helsing oh nice stuff. so yeah it's like oh lady after my own heart here Ooh, pen the... dragon socks yeah see like all the names Ooh. are just various fandoms and literary things that i just i love so oh i don't nice. know the susan b cooper's the oh, dark no, rising I don't. series i don't i see pen dragon and i think of arthur yeah yeah that's I'm out sure of all that the is like an arthurian spin -off. i would hope so yeah i would imagine so, so. And who else is it going to be? I don't know. I've read so... Speaking of Arthur, I've read a lot of Arthurian... Like, different takes on Arthurian legend. So you've read Mist of Avalon? Oh, God, yes. Of course. Multiple times. I've read The Once and Future King oh, by yeah. T.H. White, t like, five or six times. Goodness. I've read um, uh, Queen of the Summer Country, which is kind of the the story of Arthur, but told from Guinevere's point of view. That's neat. And she's, she's of the, unlike Mist of Avalon, she's not like a super, she's not the Christian. She's, she's not the, a dit. <laughs> no. And she's the pagan element oh. in the story. So that's neat. And, um, you know, yeah. I really enjoy 
the the Arthurian legend. I do too. I always have. Missed and I like all the different that. takes because you can take it in a very mm-hmm. bland manner. Like, yeah, there's very this guy. Straightforward. Yeah, very straightforward. Or you can put as much nuance and craziness into that story. It all works. Very true. It's like a, a lovely open framework. Mm-hmm. It is. And you can take it in many different, like, religious ways you want to go yeah, with it, it's too. it's a very interesting transitional time in it history. Is. It is. That isn't in history at all, of course, but it yeah. Is. <laughs> There's that, all. too, which I kind of <laughs> like. I can respect. Yes. Yeah, so... Cool. Anyhow. Well, what are what is on your needles? Anything? Because I, I know you've got to be doing something besides no, swatches. Nothing but swatches? Just the swatches that you've gotten from me. Yeah? But I've done I, I, maybe like another inch or so on my clapo tee. Mm-hmm. And that's <laughs> about it. Yeah. That's about it. I Like I said, I cast on some socks going down to the beach. Mm-hmm. Not our yarn because we didn't have any sock yarn. So uh, those are just sitting on my kitchen table. Wow. Um... I am working on... Okay, I do take this back. I am working on something for a friend. Yes. Oh, well, like a gift. I don't know if she listens. Thing? I don't think she listens to us, so uh, I think I can say. Okay. It's for our friend Debbie. Ah. She gave me a kit. A Maggie Knits kit. Isn't that neat? It is very neat. It is not my style. Like, I don't see myself actually ever wearing it. Uh-huh. And she obviously bought this for herself because she has loads of Maggie Knits kits. And you guys, I mean, Maggie, her stuff, very distinctive. Um, Lots of texture, lots of color, um, very orthogonal elements. Yeah, a lot of um, interesting structures. Yeah, like she'll put, she does like a, a lot of intarsia, so... You'll have like a square mm-hmm. in like the whole thing may be in wool, but you'll have like a few squares maybe right stacked on each other, like with a few rows in between of like Angora. Yeah. Or she'll do like ribbon yarn, like spread. It's very unique and people who love her stuff love it. Yeah. There. I mean, it's. And like I said, personally, it's not my taste. It is a super fun knit that I'm doing. That's that's cool. Because it changes. It, it is. So I've done double moss stitch. I've done regular moss stitch stockinette. I've done some intarsia. I've done some, like like I said, some weird ribbon yarn that you actually <laughs> cut up and then tie wow. back together. Huh. So that you have this kind of mottled fringe in the middle of the scarf. And then she puts these, what she calls tubes. So you knit to a certain section, change color and then knit back and forth, back and forth. She's sort of and a you master this... of knit collage, isn't she? Yeah. Yeah. And it's very I'm trying to think of the time period that this would really, like if you're a child of this, you would recognize a lot of these elements from your parents' wardrobe, like your mom's, if I, she was, artsy. I feel like it's safe to say there's an eighties flair. Yes. I was there in the eighties. And See, I was a little young in the 80s, mm-hmm. so I didn't want to presume, but I was thinking 80s, maybe early 90s. Yeah, I think that's that's interesting. Yeah. I think that's very fair. And not in a bad okay. way, you know. No, not in a bad way at all. Like, I can totally, I could totally see my mom 
in oh, something me too, definitely. like this. Like a, a lot of the pieces are oversized mm-hmm. in that like kind of 80s feel. Like the I'm putting together a project that she she finished and it's a cape jacket. Yes, we need to put links to both of those projects so people can see Okay, them. the project that I'm working on, I can't find. Oh. I can't find it online. It's not on Ravelry oh, and it's oh, not oh. on Maggie Knits. So we'll just have to take page. some progress shots. Yes, I will take some progress shots. But the the jacket that I'm seaming together for her. Ah, uh, yes. So so she gave you this kit and you're just going to I gave her this kit and, and I'm going to yes. Aww. Because it's just like I said, How sweet, it's going to be super awesome to knit. But it, I don't... What a super awesome I, gift for her, too. Yeah. you know a lot of people are product knitters. Yes. They're like, I just want that. So yeah. I don't know which one she is, but I think she'll love having the product and knowing that you did it for her. Yeah. And so I haven't told her. I just, you know, So don't anybody tell her. The, yeah. Don't anybody tell her. <laughs> if you know Not, someone named Debbie, just don't tell her. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> even if it's your Aunt Debbie, right, don't tell her. Just in case. Just in case it's the same one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I do have that that going. And I have made, and it's, you know, it's made with bulky weight yarn. So it's going pretty quick. I'm about half, because you make two scarves. An inner scarf and an outer scarf. I don't know. I'm a little confused on how to put it together. That's the only complaint I have about these Maggie Knits kits. They're just a little They're extremely vague when you start putting things together. Like how to knit the pieces that you need. Great. Perfect. Makes awesome sense. When you start to put it together and create the actual garment, accessory, whatever. Uh I had to go and look at like for this jacket cape thing Uh that I'm knitting. I had to go look at pictures of people who've already finished it to see if they seemed underneath because i the pattern it's unclear if it's a cape or a jacket so did you find i had to go and notes online helpful yeah i i'm gonna the way i have it i'm gonna seam from the wrist to you know down the arm a bit Mm -hmm. because it doesn't make sense not to because it's like oh yeah those are totally sleeves and then I'm going <laughs> to, and if she doesn't like it, if that's not what she wants, it's an easy fix. Cause it's just one long seam that I'm doing. So we can just snip it out if that's not what she wants. Or she wants it more open, like further down the sleeve. So that's what I'm doing. Well, that's cross your fingers. It, it's right. <sighs> Cause I definitely do want to see some progress shots. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <sighs> yeah. Okay. So yeah, there you go. Well, that's something, you know, that's yeah. good to have something on the needles. Even though it is the middle of the summer, it is, it is. the hot time of the year and all that stuff. I think, we are. you know, I kind of, I kind of have said, oh no, that's not a big deal. Knit these other things. No, I'm totally getting sucked in by the summer. I think, I think that's my hesitation. I just don't, I don't want to be hot. I don't, <laughs> I don't like it when my hands get sweaty and then your yarn starts to kind of felt as you're knitting. I've never quite experienced that. Oh, really? You didn't experience it last year when we had issues at the shop we were oh, yeah. knitting at? Yeah, maybe yeah. so. Yeah. I just think about in my own home, you know. I just oh, don't... no, my own home, yeah, whatever, but. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what's gotten into me. Well, we're going to have to light that fire back under you, but. I know, and I think. You know, dun dun dun! Our big announcement: We're going to Rhinebeck. Yes, we are. And we I are. Wait, it's 
It's yeah, gonna be awesome. with, and then it's going to be October in upstate New yes, York, and it's so going to be think, chilly. I think knitting a sweater for that will get me in the mood. Yeah, you know, I think it's interesting thinking when you have something to look forward to. Yeah. That you're knitting something De- for this well, big event, the full yeah, knitters, and, and it's like deadlines. Mecca. It's all about deadlines for me. Oh, deadlines are important for me too. I'm very yeah. Because if it, it like like this clap OT, eh, yeah, you'll finish it. I mean, yeah, I'll finish it, but it's not important. I mean, it's important. It's not important. It'll be a good model to show one of our yarns. Mm-hmm. If we decide to keep that yarn, I'm not sure. You know, that's yeah. the thing. It's like we're kind of in this in between where we're trying to decide what yarns we want to keep, what yarns we want to kind of phase out, and I'm not sure about this yarn. And if we phase it out, it may not ever get and finished it's just kind be a of thing. piece of something for some of reason. Of something, yeah. So, but yes, we are going to Rhinebeck, which for those who who don't know, that is actually the city where the event takes place. And it is the New York Sheep and Wool Festival, I think is what it's called. Yes, and I'll, it's a, I'll link it. It's a two-day event, Friday and Saturday. Uh-huh. It's October 16th and 17th. And there's not a lot of vendors there. Really? I don't think so. I mean, from what I saw when I was looking online, they have a very select group, and that's kind of that. Okay. It's but be, everybody goes. Yes, everybody goes. Like, all the... the important people so i think there's just a lot it's going to be a lot to it it's going to be a good learning experience for us and it's going to be beautiful yes so and it's a stone's throw from where my grandparents lived so when i used to visit them when i was a child it was right there like that's the towns that we would drive around so it's kind of cool that way yes and at my husband this weekend when i told him that's what we're doing he he's like, well, are you going to drive or fly? <laughs> and I said, I don't know. Vanessa said she wants to drive. He's like, God, how far is that? I was like, two days. Like a thousand miles one way. So he thinks I'm crazy still then? No, no, not until we started doing the math. If we drive my car oh. and that that is going to be here Friday, mm. Friday, yay, um, it will cost us. You know, whatever gas prices are right now, this is how we did the math. It'll cost us about $116 one way. Oh. So, the only way... And then you have to figure in our hotel for the yeah. the in-between. So, unless we can find a flight and mm. rent a car for cheaper than 116 plus whatever... Yeah. Round trip. Because 116 plus whatever the hotel will be for the night. I think driving is going to be more economical, but we can do do the math anyway, of course. Yeah. So we just have to find a hotel in between that would be about 500 miles (laughs) there. There's a Howard Johnson's in Richmond, Virginia that we used to always stay on our way up. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I was probably not there anymore, but that's like... Well, I guess halfway is almost D.C., isn't it? Yeah, it's like right in that same area. Okay, there should be some cheap places in and about DC. Yeah, we'll work it out. For sure. Yeah. So I mean there you go. That's I think yeah. that is gonna be economical unless somebody some, you know, airline does like some crazy ridiculous cheap flight. Yeah, I think the the forty nine dollar tickets are a thing of the are, past. Yes, they are. So 
Yeah, because we still have to rent a car. So you're looking at sweater patterns now. Yes. So I sent you two yes, that I beautiful. was thinking of. Both of them were really beautiful. Yeah, one is called Haws. Which I like. And it, it has a, a crew neck. It's a pullover. And that's, for me, I don't like pullovers, how they feel. See, I, I love pullovers. Okay. And jumpa. I have, yes, I want a jumper. I have two really awesome cardigans already. True. I have my palm de pim. Yeah, you do. I have my opposite pole and I have my February lady sweater. Oh, so really goodness. I have three. Yeah. I need to knit. I I really need to knit a pullover. Hmm. That's why I was lo- Oh, not Haws. Hauser. Hauser. H A W S E R. It's by Jared Flood. So you know the pattern's going to be great that's true he's gonna have put together something that's definitely worth knitting and it is very pretty it looks very heavy to me it looks hot but that's just my okay so i'm gonna describe since this is you know an auditory yes uh what's auditory experience there we go i can't (laughs) even talk auditory experience i'm going to describe the sweater to you so of course it's on this perfect model but it is out of uh, brooklyn tweed fall 2014 and it's an all over double moss stitch with really big cables down the the two like left and right sides front and back and then down the center and then it, it's a drop shoulder sweater, but it's not, the sleeves aren't baggy. Like, they, it's a really trim sleeve. Yeah, it's nicely but fitted an, on her, of course. An A-line, A-line shape to the body. So it has, because I, I, I kind of, I don't know, both, both sweaters I sent you kind of had that oversized feel yes. to them. And this one more so than the other, because it is a drop shoulder and it is A-line. And... It just looks like something I want to curl up on the couch mm-hmm. in. It does have I want look. to put my yoga pants on and just wear this. And I like, when I was asking you earlier, because I had texted her, I was like, look at these two. And I sent them to her. And I asked which one was more wearable. The way she's wearing the sweater, she has like a button-down shirt on under mm-hmm. it. And I really like the way that looks. Yeah, it looks sharp. It looks really nice, and I'm like, I don't even care what color I did it. I can get one, you know, a white button down, and always have that to wear under it. Plus, I think you could wear because the neck isn't so big that you know. Sometimes when you like my February lady sweaters this way, I have trouble finding shirts that look good under it because the neck is kind of big and square. Yeah, this one does have a nicely shaped one. The crew neck isn't right up on your. Um you know, collarbone. Yeah, it's not like yeah, it's not but it's not a bottom of neck a, either. No, all. it's not. So I think like a you could still wear normal t shirts or long sleeve shirts under it and still look Yeah. Good in it. The other one what was the other one I sent you? Melisande. Melisande. It is Um from Wool People, volume eight. And it is um, an all-over Isn't it Jared Fled, too? No, no, this is Anne McCauley. Oh, okay. 
Anne McCauley. It is an all-over cabled sweater, like so it has columns of cables, all the, you know, even on the sleeves. And the center panel, I think, is a regular. I'm not sure if it's regular moss stitch or what, but uh, the front and back is all cabled. Lots of cabling, lots of twisted stitches. And then it has a really big... Um, is that called a placket down there? You know, I don't know. Because I was thinking, but, like, it made me think Henley, and that's wrong. So. That's wrong. It has a, a really big, wide um, shawl collar that comes yeah. together together at a pla I would call that part right there at the chest a placket. Okay. So, I think they're both very wearable. Yes. This one, I mean, she has a button-down shirt on under it. But, but it doesn't the, look as normal. It doesn't, yeah, it looks like, oh, I just threw this on what, on over what I have on. It isn't like a pulled together outfit as much. It does on her because she's a model. Of course. And, you know, you know, it's a perfect picture. But I think if I were to do that, I'd look silly. Yeah, I don't think it would make I don't know sense why. at all. I, I, if I wore anything under it, it'd be a t-shirt. It'd be a t-shirt, yeah. So I, I think that's why I like the other one maybe slightly more. Ah. Because to me, it's like I can wear a really nice button-down and slacks, and that looks like a really pulled-together mm -hmm. outfit. Or I can throw it on just whatever, and it's just a big, comfy sweater. Well, I think you just made your decision. I think I did. <laughs> you made your case but, for it, yeah. <laughs> does that make sense yeah, to you, though? it does. I do. I, this, I one, I, this one, I see it could be nice and cozy with the shawl collar. But I don't, I mean, I only see myself wearing a t-shirt under it. I agree. So. It looks like, though, I'm, I'm ready for that trip to the mountains. Yes, it does. It does. But they, that they both, I guess because of the cabling on them, I just think, oh my gosh, that is going to be so heavy in this worsted wool. You know, this is just, is it? Yeah, but uh, here I can wear this instead of a jacket. You yeah, know, I won't true. need like a hoodie or anything you know yeah, very it'll, true. you're done yeah it it says it's the neat rimmed hem treatments and the gracious neckline makes hauser a versatile layering piece so, yeah okay versatile layering very nice so i mean it's big it's also thick enough you can put more than one layer under it and you'll be knitting it in a solid yes i am we are going to you know break break tradition and die a solid for me yeah. for this well i think it's only because you'll be getting to know the the base anyway. So. Yes, we're going to try a new base with it, too. And we do have kind of tonal stuff that might we work. We do. But I don't know. You might want solid, like true solids. I don't, I don't know. I, I like a little actually, tonality myself. I do, too. But I don't think it's necessary with this pattern because you do have that depth and dimension with the stitches yes, that are so. being used. But I really like it this like wine red color that the model has on kind of Kanzelmeyer red a little or a little let maybe it's needs to be a little bit deeper than yeah yeah maybe a little black in it gotcha so i will need let's see i'm trying to see how 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 big mm -hmm. it is over over your bust size. Ah, yeah. If it's... Because a lot of times it's like fits the size versus finish size. 
Which that can mess people up. Yeah, and you don't want to make it too big, even though people always want to go up a little bit because it might be comfy. What? Yes, intended ease. It's down at the bottom. I told you, Jared flood patterns are awesome. He knows. Intended ease is four to five inches. You know, I was looking at the uh, Millicent. It is by Anne McCauley, but it's published by Brooklyn Tweed slash Jared Flood. So I bet you they have the same um, tech editors. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, no, no, no. Wool people. Yeah. Always good stuff. Is it? Yeah. Wool people and BT, very, very well done patterns. So. um, If you're going to invest in the time and energy to make something that's going to take you a couple months and a lot of money of yarn, you're going to want a good tech edited pattern you can have some faith in. Yes. So I think it's always worth it when people kind of balk at paying eight bucks for a pattern. It's like, no, no, no. This one. This one is going to be worth paying eight bucks for a pattern. Yeah, and and if, you know, if you enjoy knitting the pattern once for yourself, maybe you want to think about doing it in a different color or knitting it for a friend, different size. You know, just because you have, you've bought the pattern once doesn't mean it's the last time you're going to use it. Very true. I don't tend to do things more than once, but it, it could happen. It depends on the pattern. Yeah. I could see myself knitting another palm de pim. That was a fun knit for you, I know. It was. It was a very fun knit. It had lace, and it was an easily memorable, like, memorable, memorizable. Memorizable. Is that really the word? Memorizable? I guess. I I think memorable just has a totally different connotation. Yeah, yeah. It was easily memorized. memorized. Yes, (laughs) the lace pattern was easily memorized. For me, and so I didn't need to carry around the pattern because you, for the body, you just knit. Once you pass the ribbing, you just knit this lace pattern till it's long enough, and then you know you do your shaping. So it was, it was easy to knit on, and it lace. It goes faster. Lace is great. Yes, it does because you got to take into account that you those holes have got to get bigger, so they're gonna make the fabric bigger <laughs> yeah so it, it goes quicker because you don't have to knit as much cables this one is going to be yarn. a little different yes cables take more yarn and they tend to pull your fabric in more it's more tight it's a little more rigid yes it's it's more narrow i was able to knit that pattern the palm de pim fairly quickly even though it was out of sport weight so palm de pim was a fast knit even though it was on, you know, size five needle and sport weight yarn. So if I were going to go and use the Ravelry pattern browser yes. and look for, I, I'm thinking too, okay, I do need to have a good sweater for Rhinebeck. I mean, that's like some kind of, isn't it kind of a custom or a tradition? Yeah, it's a tradition. Yeah, it is. It's for. a tradition. Yeah, because, I mean, if it wasn't such a thing. Yeah. There wouldn't be a book Called entitled the Rhinebeck. the Rhinebeck sweater, which I do well, own. That's what I was gonna ask. And I'm not, I'm not, well, they're, most of them are cardigans. Okay. Because I'm a why. cardigan person anyway. So if I'm, and I'm not, I don't really want to do any color work because I think the one, I want to do worsted weight because I want to try this, this particular yarn out and I want to pull over. So I don't, yeah. The only one that I think is like artichoke French, I think. And it's not, I, I love that pattern, and it's by Lara Nelkin. But 
it uh, I don't think would be flattering on my body shape since I'm a little thicker in the middle mm-hmm. you have these like cables that come from the bottom that kind of come in like they would really if you had a nice hourglass figure and a flat-ish stomach what a dream it would be <laughs> no no not, not necessarily not like a washboard or no. anything like that just someone who didn't gain weight in their stomach yeah. like I do yeah like, you can be, like, Christina Hendricks. She is not a thin woman. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. You know, but she does not have I just wish a I gut. had a waistline. Yeah. Well, this would make a waistline, yeah, actually. But anyhow, so it, it, they come right across the center of your stomach and then come back out and go on the sides of your boobs. Mm-hmm. So it gives you a nice hourglass feel, but I feel it would not be attractive on my particular shape at this time in my life. So what do you need help with? What are you looking for? Well, knowing that I don't want to have something just for Rhinebeck. I want to have something that I can wear in Georgia the rest of the year, the rest of the time. Okay, so you want a cardigan. I do want a cardigan. I don't want a pullover. Okay, so when you go to clothing, you would not select all sweater. You would select cardigan. That's an easy one. You want a long sleeve? I don't mind three-quarter length or long. I like, I kind of like three-quarter length. Okay, so then you would go to design elements. Oh, wait, wait, And then you go to sleeve, and right there at the top, three-quarter length. And there's pumpkin ale. Yes, there's pumpkin ale. I think I I do want to do something that's out of worsted weight, and that I want to do that, so it'll go faster. But I was thinking, should I do something that has more lace to it to make it go faster? Does that, does lace... Yeah, lace goes faster. It'll just yeah. So the other one I really like is petrichor, which is always a good word. Oh yeah, that that's in my queue. So because it's it's like the length is nice to me. It's not necessarily like a flattering body fit. It's very simple, but the whole front of it is lace. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. That's that's kind of where I'm leaning um, right now. But I think that. In the search for the right one, I'm going to have to go through a little bit more. And I wanted to know, too, if when you, so when you are, like, if you are searching for the right thing, and you do put in that you want lace as an element, where is, is that under design elements, too? Um, no, that's fabric characteristics. Yeah. Wait, hook, attributes. I see. Okay, the attributes is where I was missing that. So if I go mm-hmm. ahead and say lace, it's going to show me all the ones that contain lace, which mm-hmm. I think is well suited for me. So the February lady sweater is the first one that pops up, and I know you've knit that one. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's beautiful. It is, but there are some things I would change. Yeah. So No, wait. I have three-quarter sleeve lace, Ravelry cardigan knitting adult worsted, and I'm not seeing Petrichor. Oh, no. Um... Once I clicked on lace, Petrichor went away. Oh, so it's not lace. For some weird reason, it looks like the whole front of it's lace, but maybe it doesn't somehow. Maybe the designer just didn't tag it that way. Maybe. One would imagine, but. I'm trying to find it because I enjoy it. Petrichor? Yes. It's by Hannah Majuska? Majuska? Sure. And, yeah. It looks, it looks like a very versatile one, and it looks really kind of nice and basic. I think I would just feel comfy in it. It does. It definitely has that. I'm gonna curl up in this chair with my book, and you know, 
It's classic open. It has raglan sleeves and a pocket in the hem, which I kind of like that too. So that's okay. So have you seen? I see, you see that? I saw it earlier today, and I know it's in my queue, uh-huh. but. It's one of those that's like, no, I need a refresher right this minute well, just, on what just this put, looks like. Record in the patterns and delete all the other. Oh, God, pictures. I'll never, I'll never. Oh, hey, I, I know what I can do. I can push the share this button. You can. And, and there it is on the way to you. And then Woo. it will be there also in our show notes. If anybody chooses to check in on all the little links that we're going to have for you. Mm-hmm. One of the links that we need to put in there is to a cocktail. I haven't been drinking a whole lot except for a lot of LaCroix water lately and some white wine. How about you? Yeah, we definitely did white wine mm-hmm. this weekend. And we... It's summertime, you know? Yeah, it's summertime. I was really disappointed last night because I scoured my kitchen for anything to drink. Oh, no. And you didn't I didn't. I, I only had limes. You know, I had um, a friend over so, last weekend, and we had really good gin and tonics. You don't do yeah. the gin thing at all, do you? No, I love gin. Oh, wait. Okay. I don't do tonic. Oh. I used to do gin and tonics, and then I realized I don't like tonic because I would put it became like gin with a splash of tonic and tons of lime. Ah. Well, and that's, what can you use in place of tonic that... Uh, you can't, because tonic has such a distinct flavor, in yeah. my opinion. It's like gin uh, and LaCroix is not going to cut it. Ooh, no. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Okay, just for the... <laughs> I like gin gimlets. Okay. Which is the, you know, I've talked about them before. Yeah. The gin and sweetened lime juice. Um, Let's see. But for the summertime thing, honestly, I really wish I was on a beach somewhere and like sipping a um, pina colada. (laughs) And I'd be knitting Uh, anyway. I have no problem with that. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, On the beach, especially not all that damn sand. No, I I just brush the sand out. (laughs) Honestly. You wait till you block it. I came back, I had sand in my purse, I had sand around the edges of my iPad, and I had sand in the bottom of my knitting bag, and it was just fine. And that particular sand, it to me, it's it's not like normal sand. It's pretty pretty powdery. Yeah. We went, we were on the Gulf Coast towards Alabama, so the northwest corner of Florida is where we were, and that island we were on is just white yeah blindingly white sand yeah it's not that um pewter gray of the no carolina coast at all no and it it never packs ever so it's a workout just to get to where you want to put your chairs because it's always that shifting sand feel because it's so fine it doesn't pack together like you know on the Atlantic coast, there are so many beaches along that, that way where you can just ride a bike up and down the shore, oh, yeah. go for a run it's and almost like drive concrete. your car. It is. Yeah. It does not do that there. So when, as a kid, I lived at this beach for five or six years and people would talk about, Oh, well, when I was at such and such, like Daytona, we drove out to the water and Oh my gosh, we got stuck. We were so worried the water was going to come in. Because, 
And it's like, how did you even get your car that close? Like, it didn't register because I hadn't really ever been to any other beaches Seeing, at that point in my life. So yeah. I Seeing cars on the beach at Daytona for the first time in my life, probably five or six years ago, I was floored. Oh, it's terrible. Oh, Maybe it's more ugh. like ten years ago. But, yeah, I couldn't believe it. I was just like, oh, how do they allow this? I've just never, I'd never seen it. I, I'd always been to um, South Carolina beaches or Jersey Shore but not mm-hmm. not that. It was different. Yes. I didn't much care for it, honestly. Keep your car in the parking lot. I want peace yeah, and quiet out here. Exactly. Yeah, I saw it when we went down to Amelia Island. There were people who had pulled down onto the beach. But it was very fun to ride your bike on the beach. Yeah. Like, on the sand. I'd never done that in my whole life. How funny. Yeah. I didn't think about that aspect of it because the bike is nice at a beach. Of course, yeah. I just prefer a white horse with a flowing mane <laughs> and the wind going through my beautiful long hair on my white dress. You know, that's that's really the way to go. You think I'm crazy, right? A bit. Well, you know, it's a little know. it's a little Fabio <laughs> feeling. Yeah, just yeah. I'm just saying. And Fabio is is not there in my daydream, but no, yeah, no, it's just me and the horse and the beach <laughs> and the clouds. That's so like preteen girl. Oh yeah. Well, now you know who I really am at heart. It's like oh, Fabio, whatever, oh, forever, man. forever preteen girl. Yeah. Well, you know, I did have my unicorn collection, so yes, I, I still have a few of those. So, yeah. I guess I should fill people in on our other family news. My family knows. Oh, yeah. Now you're building this up way too much. Go ahead. Okay. So, last year, I don't know. For, uh, okay, first of all, she's not pregnant, everybody. No, okay. I'm not pregnant. Just to get that yeah, out of the no. way. Get out of that way. Yeah, no. Not that kind of news. Um, so, last year, about this time, we got a kitten. We named her Stella. She was a little long-haired black tuxedo cat so cute. and so cute so fun just the cutest thing um and when we went to disney she's an in, she was an indoor outdoor cat so we'd gotten her fixed she was going in and out all the time just loved being able to go outside she brought us birds she dropped a bird at, a dead bird at my feet at one point true love so <laughs> true love yeah it was so and she would sleep with us so we went to disney in november right before thanksgiving and my father-in-law fed her every day well we had two cats so he came and fed both of them back and forth and it was never an issue he saw both of them every day he was there last day he saw her on the saturday he came that morning to feed her and our neighbors saw her out outside playing doing whatever by the time we got home she was gone and it started raining and you've never seen her again and i haven't seen her since at all since you haven't seen any sign whatsoever of her i bet she was picked up by somebody i think so too because it's not like she couldn't get home there wasn't it wasn't like she couldn't get back into our house because we have a cat door that goes straight from outside to our garage and then another one that goes from the garage to the house it's kind of amazing you've never had a possum come through there (laughs) no i have had other strays come Uh in but that was during that um heat you know heat season so they were just looking yeah 
And they followed my other cat. So the other thing is our other cat still is here, Kaylee. Yeah. And so she hasn't left. And she's she's not what you would call a very cuddly cat. She tolerates your presence. She tolerates you touching her. But don't you dare pick her up. And don't try and rub her belly at all. Right. So you were, yeah. I was so, sad to lose Stella, too. I was very sad to lose Stella, because I really came to love that little cat. And she was getting big, actually, by that point. She was going to be bigger than Kaylee. So it was like, oh. And then we just spent all the money getting all, her up to date on all her shots, getting her fixed, all that good stuff. And it was December. There are no kittens no. in December. It's not the so kitten time. Yeah, we waited and waited and waited. And then we knew we were going to be going to the beach during the summer. So I didn't want to do that horrific thing again where we get a kitten and then leave and the kitten's gone <laughs> yeah, when we get back. So terrible. So I waited till we got back from the beach. So uh, two weeks ago, I found a, a kitten on Craigslist or, you know, a litter of kittens. And I drove down and met this little girl and her dad in the parking lot of a Walmart down by where she lives. And they didn't have the cat in a box or carrier or anything. She was just holding him. And then I got him, put him in the box, and all he did was hiss (laughs) and shake. And he was so terrified of everything. This little boy, he's beautiful, by the way. I will link a picture. And so I brought him home, got him calmed down, tried to get him to eat. I showed him where everything was, you know, took him out to where the litter box is and the, and the thing. Cause we're doing a litter box right now when they're little bitty, you don't want them going outside That's when right. they're eight weeks old. That's ridiculous. And I didn't do that to Stella either. She was like three or four months old, yeah. four months. Yeah. I mean, she was old enough to not, it wasn't an issue. Anyhow, so little bitty guy, um, and you couldn't you couldn't touch him. You couldn't. He was just like this ball of hiss. <laughs> you know that spitting like. Yeah. That's all he would do. He would just he was just puffed up and. So. I put the food and put everything real close together so he wouldn't have to leave. I took him out to where the food and water was. And he ran out into the garage, which is fine. That's where I have the litter box. Well, I didn't think that I would need to shut the flap to the outside world. I figured he would just hide in the garage because there's plenty of places to hide. He would feel safe. And so I just left him down there. We went upstairs, went to bed. I woke up in the middle of the night, worried about that kitten. Went back downstairs. I opened the garage door to, you know, to look and see if I saw him. And I heard the flap go outside and all i can think of is well that that cat's gone yeah he's gone because he's so scared he's gonna if he's out there i can't catch him again Mm -hmm. because he's not gonna come let me come near him so i thought he was just gone Mm. gone just gone to double check the next morning, went back out, looked under and in everything in the garage. Because, like I said, there are tons of nooks and crannies in our garage because we don't actually park our car in the garage because there's so much junk. Not necessarily junk, but just stuff. Storage. Storage, yes. So I come inside, I look under 
all the beds. I look in all the closets. I thought maybe he got shut in somewhere. He's not anywhere in my house. And again, he was so scared, so terrified, didn't like people, it seemed, at all, that I thought, he's just gone. And I have lost my daughter's cat. So there's this horrid guilt in the pit of my stomach that I have lost my daughter's pet. Hmm. You know, this is the second, you know. Yeah. (sighs) That's a bad feeling. It is. So it makes you do rash things. And that's what you did. (laughs) That is exactly what I did. I went to the Craigslist again, found another kitten. Eight weeks old, same age. Tuxedo cat this time. Little boy. Again, because, you know, boys are cheaper to to fix. And really, once they're fixed, you can't tell what it is. It doesn't matter. That's so true. (laughs) You know, it doesn't matter. A neutered or fixed female, it's whatever. So I went and got him. He lived with a smoker. So I was like, oh, I can't handle having a little kitten smell cigarettes. So I took him, and at my kitchen sink... You know, just got some Dawn because it's gentle. It helps any flea issues. So I was washing him. And, of course, when cats, some cats get wet, they don't like it. And they start going, meow, meow. And as soon as he started doing that, he got a call back. Meow. Yes. I'm scared. Oh, my God. That cat had wedged himself. Okay, number one, he had opened one of my kitchen cabinets on the bottom uh-huh. and gotten himself inside the cabinet. So that's where he had been. So the flap that's where could have been a possum. It could have been anything. <laughs> so the flap is now uh. shut. And thank goodness we have that both kittens. Yes. Because I don't think we would have gotten anywhere with the first kitten. Until he had a buddy. Had a buddy. He really needed a buddy. And now both of them, like the second one we got... It's perfect for Evelyn. Oh, that's perfect. So good. She can pick him up, carry him around. If she sits down and puts him next to her, guess what? He just sits there. <laughs> he just sits every there. He's like, is. "Oh, we're doing this now." Okay. <laughs> At, he sleeps with her every night. She gets him in like a little doll. Yes. Puts him. The other one, and we've named him Billy. Billy. Billy, and it's from. I don't know if anybody's ever seen it. I'm sure. If they're my friends, they, I'm There's sure they've seen this. Because, yeah, Dr. Horrible sing-along blog. Definitely. Joss Whedon. Yeah, it's great. So he's the main... Dr. Horrible's real name is Billy. And so they call him Billy Buddy. Cheer up, Billy mm-hmm. Buddy. So that's where that came from. And um, so, yeah, he's Billy, the buddy of Evelyn. Um, and then the other one, because he is still very skittish... He's fine if you're sitting down. He'll come. He'll lay on you. And pe- you can pet him, and he purrs, and he loves it. But it's got to be on his terms. If you get up, or if someone comes into the room and he sees him, <gasps> he takes off, hides for like two seconds, and then comes back out once they've sat back down. So I don't know what it is with him, but anyhow, because he runs away from everything, his name is Sir Robin from um, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. That's <laughs> so perfect. Yeah, it, it, it is. It really is awesome. It, yeah, so we have Billy and Robin. And, Sir Robin. And you have some pictures of them with your knitting. Yeah, well, not with my knitting. Mm. Oh, well, it's on, on a blanket that you knit. knit. Yes, yes. Which I thought was so. really cute. So we'll share that one. We definitely have to share that yes. one. So now we have three cats. Oh, that's... Um, at least it's a happy ending. I'm glad that nothing happened to that first kitten, because that would have been super I am, too. I, it was... It was... Oh. Yeah. 
But it was like, dang it, I bring home this like semi-feral cat. Because this is what I'm thinking. Oh, they lied to me. This isn't, you know, this cat hasn't been socialized. It's mildly feral. It's going to hate me and I'm going to have to worry about Evelyn and this cat. Yeah. Is what I was thinking. I can understand that. And I was almost kind of relieved that he was gone because I thought... <laughs> this cat sucks. <laughs> That's what you thought? Yeah, well, I sent, I sent her a... Te- I sent Vanessa a text thinking, saying, I think he's retarded and inbred. That's terrible. Well, you know, cats, they'll they just... They can be you know, inbred. You never know. They can be. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm glad that he's So not. there we go. And now he's your buddy. He's your sweet he little guy. He is my buddy. And... And I think that it's always good knitters have to have their cats. There's something there. I, I, I do. I do. I think Not all of them, I are, know. No, not all of them. And I do think it's odd when you have... Well. Yes. I do. I, do. I find it odd when women... Because for some reason I just associate cats and women. I do. Yes. Okay. So it's not just me. And men with dogs... I find it odd when men are like super cat, cat people. <laughs> I, I tend to find that those men are a little more sensitive and softer. Gender stereotyping. And it's just what I've experienced. Yes. Okay. That men who really love their cats tend to be a little softer. Maybe not on the outside, but deep down they're, they're softer. Maybe so. And... But I find it odd when women are just like, nah, I hate cats. Yeah, there's a few. I've known several. Yeah, well, we know two of them. Yeah, that's true. We know two of them. (laughs) And, you know, I know women love their dogs, too. Don't get me wrong. Women love their dogs. But I just associate cats and women. Yeah, I understand that. Because you don't hear about the crazy cat guy. No, you don't. No, you hear about the crazy cat lady. (laughs) That's That would be my sister. (laughs) how many cats does she have i don't know it's always a running tally oh geez yeah she takes care of them and she gets their shots and stuff and she'll have the van come by and neuter them all and then but they're all out lots are outside lots are inside inside. she has she has both because she can't they couldn't all live inside it would be chaos but yeah she has quite a collection i'll have to get an update on that from her yeah i'm I'm very curious on that (laughs) And, if, so. and every so often she gets one like her, Haley has fallen in love with Nunu. Nunu is Haley's cat. And she has horrible breath. And my <laughs> my sister's like, I hate that cat. I really do. It's the dumbest cat ever. And I thought, I didn't know you hated any cats. I thought you loved all cats alike. She's like, nope, nope, definitely not. Not that one. <laughs> <laughs> so it does happen, too. Yes. It depends on the cat. depends on the dog. Yeah. The right dog makes me happy, but I'm not a dog person. I'm... I want to be a dog person, but the thing is, my mom hated dogs. Oh, okay. So, so I had cats growing up. I only had cats. Well, there, there was a very. Cute... I didn't have my first dog till I till like nine years ago. Yeah, it's about like me. There was a very cute pattern. I think I sent to you saying we should use this to knit our swatches because it's a little yes. cat kerchief that you could. Yes, use I a... have it. So triangle cowl. Yes, for my. For the tiny creatures you love. Love that. It's so adorable. Yes. And it I is think very adorable. What, what better way to do a swatch? Yeah. I think it's the cutest thing ever. So, Or your leftover mm-hmm. yarn. I think it's perfect for that. But that's that's got to go next on my list. Yeah. See, Kaylee, my, my older cat, she's nine. Yeah. 
she will not let me do any of this. This will, like, if I manage to get it on her person, uh, she will get it off and shred it and then leave it at my feet <laughs> and possibly pee on it. You know, I think... I think Kiki would cope with it. She, she. Oh, your cat would be yeah, fine. Yeah, she, she copes with the Santa beard and hat every Christmas, so I think that, that this could work. So, yes. And also the piece of so, bread on her face—that's a different story. But I might, I might have to show that one too. So, all right. Well, I think that we've reached the end of our thread string. Yeah, I think discussion. so. You know. So. Yeah. Uh, we'll have a little more coherent. <laughs> Don't make promises you can't time. keep, lady. No, well, you're you're better at like having a list. Normally, I have a list. Today, my list was non-existent. So next week there yeah, will be there a list, no... and next week there will be a podcast. I'm pretty sure too. So we're gonna yeah, be back on schedule, yeah. and we're gonna have some cool things coming up. Um, we have several things in the works. Some irons in the fire. We'd love to share. Keep up with us on Facebook at Vocabulary Yarn. And Instagram. And yes, and Instagram for sure. And um, we'll see you next week. Yes, have a good week. (laughs) Bye. Bye.